0: Meeting call to order.
1: This is a meeting of the San Francisco Port Commission for February 28, 2023. Roll call. President Kimberly Brandon. Here. Commissioner Gail Gilman. Present. Commissioner Stephen Lee. Here. Vice President Willie Adams is absent today. The San Francisco Port Commission acknowledges that we are on the unceded ancestral homeland of the Ramatisholoni, who are the original inhabitants of the San Francisco Peninsula. As the indigenous stewards of this land, and in accordance with their traditions, the Rama <coughs> have never ceded, lost, nor forgotten their responsibilities as the caretakers of this place, as well as for all peoples who reside in their traditional territory. As guests, we recognize that we benefit from living and working on their traditional homeland. We wish to pay our respects by acknowledging the ancestors, elders, and relatives of the Ramatish Ohlone community and by affirming their sovereign rights as first peoples. Item number two is the approval of minutes for the February 14, 2023 commission meeting.
2: I so move.
3: Second.
0: All in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? The minutes of the February 14, 2023 meeting have been approved.
1: Item number three is public comment on executive session.
0: We will take public comment on executive session. Is there any public comment in the room?
4: If not, Corey will now provide instructions for our remote participants. Thank you, President Brandon. At this time, the telephone queue will be opened for public comment on executive session. Please dial star three to make public comment. The system will let you know when your line is open. Others will wait on mute until their line is open. Comments are limited to three minutes per person. The queue is now open. Please dial star three to make public comment. And at this time, there is no one on the phone wishing to make public comment.
1: Public comment is closed. Jenica, next item, please. Item number four is executive session. There is one executive session item, conference with real property negotiator as agendized. Can
2: I have a motion? I have a motion. We move into closed session.
3: Second.
0: We have a motion and a second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? Motion passes unanimously. We are now in closed session. We have a motion and a second. All in favor? Aye. Any opposed? We are now in open session.
1: Item six is the Pledge of Allegiance.
2: I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and
3: justice for all.
1: Item number seven is Announcements. Please be advised that the ringing of and use of cell phones and similar sound producing electronic devices are prohibited at this meeting. Please be advised that a member of the public has up to three minutes to make public comments on each agenda item unless the Port Commission adopts a shorter period on any item. Public comment must be in respect to the current agenda item. The Commission will take in-person and remote public comment on each item, beginning with commenters in-person. For remote public comment, dial one 655 one and enter access code 2483-350-7728-pound. During each public comment period, the moderator will instruct you to dial star 3 to be added to the queue for that particular item. An audio prompt will signal when it is your turn to speak. If you are watching this meeting on SFGov TV, there is a short broadcasting delay. To not miss your chance to comment, please dial when the item you want to comment on is announced. Mute your device and listen to the meeting from your telephone, which has no delay. Item number eight is public comment on items not listed on the agenda.
0: We will take public comment on items not listed on the agenda. Michael Gregory.
5: First of all, I want to say thank you guys
3: for uh, giving us the opportunity to even park uh, at Pier 96. Um, But I guess what I'm looking for now is uh, maybe a bigger situation um, at Pier uh, 94, the Backlands Project. Uh, We've been parking down there for about 23 years. And it's now become a graveyard for broken down trucks, which lead into a lot of uh, stolen uh, items off uh, local truckers. Uh, equipment and it's becoming a big burden. So what I ask today is uh, if I can get in contact with somebody about leasing a bigger spot, maybe at the backlands instead of Pier 96. Mm-hmm. Thank you.
0: Is, um,
2: Commissioner Goldman would like to uh, ask a question. Michael, who who are you with? You said we. Sorry, sir, I didn't catch it. Me. I'm the president of the
5: African American Constructive Co-
4: Collective.
2: Okay. Thank you, Michael. And
0: so, Director Ferrots, will we, can we? We can have absolutely work with you. Mr. Yes. Gregory? Yes,
6: we will do so, Madam President. Yes, please.
0: Thank you. Is there any other public comment in the room? If not, Corey will provide instructions now for our remote participants.
4: Thank you, President Brandon. At this time, the telephone queue will be open for public comment on items not listed on the agenda. Please dial star three to make public comment. The system will let you know when your line is open. Others will wait on mute until their line is open. Comments are limited to three minutes per person. The queue is now open. Please dial star three to make public comment. At this time, there is no one on the phone wishing to make public comment.
0: Thank you, Corey. Public comment is closed. Tunica, next item,
1: please. Item 9A is the executive director's report.
6: Good afternoon, President Brandon, commissioners, port staff, and members of the public. I am Elaine Forbes, the port's executive director. Tonight at midnight, the mayor's emergency order for COVID-19 will be rescinded. We've made it. Um, So that's a really good piece of news for all of us. I would like to start my report with an update on economic recovery. Good news. As I've been reporting, visitors are returning to San Francisco and in larger numbers than the city predicted. And these larger numbers are appearing on our waterfront. We see it, we see it and we feel it and we have the data. Cruise is back better than ever with a banner year to come. Despite several vacancies, particular and particularly in Fisherman's Wharf, overall restaurant gross sales are at 66% of pre-pandemic levels. Parking lots, excursion operators, they are at 90% of pre-pandemic levels we are a major attraction for visitors when visitors prepare for an upcoming trip to san francisco a quick google search will highlight many of places to explore in the city but no location however stands out as much as our waterfront when you ask people what they loved about their trip to san francisco they will talk about attending a Giants game, eating delicious food at the Ferry Building, taking a ferry to Alcatraz, visiting Fisherman's Wharf, taking kids to the Exploratorium or Aquarium by the Bay, watching sea lions in the wharf, and picnicking under Cupid's span. If they're lucky enough to ask a local where to go, they may be encouraged to try kayaking at Cove Park or to enjoy views of the shipyard from Bayview Park before a Warriors game or to go connect with nature at Head Park. To visit San Francisco is to visit our iconic historic waterfront. The Embarcadero Promenade and the historic buildings and piers are central to our public image and to our identity. We are proud, we are a proud part of the city's economic recovery. We are a major contributor. And we have some challenges, which we have strategies to address. We are making visitor returns more durable as we look to the spring and summer when we expect more visitors to return. We are working diligently to keep our waterfront safe and clean and vibrant. We are not only focused on the visitor experience. For some time now, we have been laser focused on strategies to support our tenants, lease our buildings, and activate the waterfront for locals with equity and with resilience. The market has changed, and we are adapting to support our tenants in this new economy. We're moving forward with the Chapter 6 waiver request, which will enable prospective tenants to move in more quickly. We are piloting a broker solicitation process and placement for two of our vacant buildings. As commissioners will recall, we see this as critical strategies to lower barriers for tenants and to expedite our leasing. We're hoping to get small and local businesses into our facilities that will support our visitors as they return. As always, we thank you for your partnership on economic recovery and growth. We've made tremendous progress and we still have ways to go. To equity, as our waterfront evolves, we have identified properties with the State Lands Commission that make sense for housing. And for housing on this waterfront, our key goal and priority is that housing be inclusive, which means affordability. As you know, Commissioners, we have worked hard together on our partnership to make sure Mission Rock neighborhood will be delivered with 40% affordable homes. Next month, Mission Rock Parcel A, known as the Canyon, will initiate marketing for 102 affordable homes. The Mission Rock team will conduct marketing and targeted outreach, including to community groups and key neighbor employers, such as Mission Bay Health care providers and the San Francisco Giants, as well as for us. The marketing period will include town, town hall style meetings at the South East South East Community Center to walk interested residents through the below market rate units. The Mission Rock team anticipates the first residents for both affordable and market rate units moving into the building in this year, in June of 2023. The goal for both market rate and affordable units is to fully lease them up within the one year of opening, as I said. Mission Rock will then move to the process for the 97 affordable units in Parcel F, which will bring the total affordable homes in phase one to 199 units. This is one of the largest ever middle income project, affordable project, and we are excited to see a mixed income neighborhood thrive on our property. And we won't stop there in advancing affordable homes on our waterfront. Plans at Mission Rock and Pier 70 include potential for another 840 units of affordable housing in prime waterfront locations, which is very exciting. On to resilience. Yesterday, the Ports Waterfront Resilience Program team submitted a $21 million grant application to the U.S. Department of Transportation for FY23 Rebuilding America Infrastructure with Sustainability and Equity, or RAISE grant funding. And this is for the Islas Creek Resilience Transportation Master Plan. The Islas Creek area located between Southern Dog Patch and Northern Bayview neighborhoods faces mobility challenges that climate, that climate change will compound. Many critical transportation corridors will be flooding and unusable. The planning project will advance technical analysis, environmental studies, project design, and community participation that together will lay groundwork for critical capital projects to enhance the resilience of San Francisco's transportation neighborhood. Infrastructure, I'm sorry. Uh, The Board of San Francisco is partnering with other city departments, including the San Francisco Municipal Transportation Agency, SFMTA, the PUC, and the Department of Public Works. The Islas Creek Resilient Transportation Master Plan will be the next step towards creating a resilient and human-centered transportation system that improves accessibility (coughs) and mobility options for the southeast community and its connections to the city to key projects, turning to, all, turning to key projects all in the southern waterfront with several exciting updates to share. The second phase of the Amador Street reconstruction and pump station project is nearing final design. The project will use MIRAD grant funds to fully reconstruct Amador Street, upgrading the pump station, the sewer main, and replacing the water lines along this critical road for the port's trucking tenants in the southern waterfront. We are wrapping up construction of the Pier 70 shipyard grading and abatement project performed by an LBE contractor, yerba Buena Engineering. The project's scope of work was to remove a contaminated storm, storm drain pipe and cap native soils that had naturally occurring asbestos with a durable cover. This work was done in accordance with the EPA and Department of Public Health plans to further protect the public and prepare the site for fu- future leasable space. And exciting news about our Crane Cove Park Playgrounds. You recently authorized the um, uh, Parks Alliance work, who has been raised, I'm sorry, their grant funding, and they've been raising funds to design and build playgrounds at the dog run at Crane Cove Park. The design of these park elements is now able to begin in the coming months. Lastly, we are in the process of reviewing bids for a micro-LBE set-aside construction contract to procure and install upgraded signage at Heronshead Park. The updated signage at the park is part of our longer-term strategy to increase and update information along our waterfront. The port, in partnership with our commissioners, are making sure the southern waterfront receives funding that it deserves, which is reflected in the key projects highlighted today that Southern Waterfront receives the most resources from our grants than any other area of the waterfront, which is a data point we're very proud of. In closing, I would like to recognize our talented women commissioners as we head into upcoming Women's History Month. I want to thank the president of the commission, Kimberly Brandon. She is a fearless champion for the entire waterfront and in her over over quarter century serving on this commission has led dramatic change in this waterfront. She is a steadfast champion for diversity, equity, and inclusion in our waterfront, and she continues to play a most vital role in ensuring that there is equal access to our open space and waterfront jobs and contract opportunities. She ensures our development partners are strong in their equity records and in their capabilities to deliver. We thank you so much for your service, for your leadership. Thank you. Next to Commissioner Gail Gilman. She's been a longtime advocate for below market rate and affordable housing for our residents. She is a voice for our most vulnerable and is a huge supporter of making sure we had a place for people to shelter through the city's navigation centers. Always looking for ways to improve our waterfront experience. She is generous with sharing observations with staff and in amplifying our efforts. And I always find her on the ground uh, with our port tenants and at our events. And to our, reti- our retired um, or promoted uh, commissioner, now Lieutenant Governor Eleni Kunalakis. Um, she was a fierce advocate for our vision on Piers 3032. And I'm so excited that we're about to bring a project uh, to the state uh, for consideration. Um, she was always really interested in our resilience program and in our developing equity work. She was tremendously supportive of the Dog Patch Navigation Center. We're so grateful that our former port commissioner and fearless leader is our lieutenant governor. And while never a port commissioner, I want to recognize our mayor, London Nicole Breed, She loves this waterfront, and she dedicates significant time and energy to ensuring our success. The port is a proud place for women leaders. Happy Women's History Month in March. Thank you. This concludes my report.
0: Thank you. Wonderful report. Is there any public comment in the room? (coughs) Seeing none, uh, Corey, can you please provide instructions for our remote participants?
4: Thank you, President Brandon. At this time, the telephone queue will be opened for public comment on the executive director's report. Please dial star three to make public comment. The system will let you know when your line is open. Others will wait on mute until their line is open. Comments are limited to three minutes per person. The queue is now open. Please dial star three to make public comment. At this time, there is no one on the phone wishing to make public comment.
0: Thank you. Public comment is closed. Commissioner Lee?
3: Uh, great report um, director um, You know re- our recovery is going to take another year at least in small business and uh, You know activation we have so much uh, potential you know with tenants leaving and and gaining new pre- uh, new tenants for the next generation So I'm glad that we're focusing especially on the southern waterfront because that's where the need is and um I look forward to um, doing whatever, you know, I can to help you to, uh, you know, make the port continue being the place to be when they, when the visitors come. And, you know, I'm all about that. So uh, congratulations on, on what's been happening even before me. And, and to the women of our commissioning. Thank you.
2: <laughs> Thank you.
3: Thank
2: you. Commissioner Gilman. Um, Thank you director Forbes for for that great report. Um, I also too want to recognize you as a department head in our city as a woman and that many members of your senior leadership team too um, are women in leadership and so I think that speaks a lot um, for us as a city and county of San Francisco to have so many women here at the port but in general uh, as department heads there um, are Many of you, um, but still fewer than the other sects still, um, leading the city and county of San Francisco. So congratulations to you and your team. Um, I'm very excited about what is happening at Mission Rock. It's unprecedented. still in the city. It's the largest private development with 40% affordable, um, even though it does go to um, 140? 120? 140. 140 of AMI. Um, So I do want to request an informational hearing Um, With all parties at the table, this isn't just a port partnership, this is Mission Rock Partners and the Mayor's Office of Housing and Community Development to check in about the marketing plan. Um, It's unprecedented to rent um, above 80% AMI in the affordable housing space. And the one-year timeline, um, it's not a nicety. It's actually a hard deadline that will put financing and other things at risk if if it's missed for occupancy. So I'd like to ensure we have a good game plan for that. and and would like to just get an informational update on that. And then also, congratulations for moving forward with the federal funds that we so need um, for the southeast waterfront um, and Isla Isla Creek to ensure that um, we can mitigate the um, environmental impacts that are coming our way. So I hope that is successful, um, and I'm glad that we're going after those resources. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you. Director Forbes, thank you so much for a great report. I, I think it's so wonderful that the port is such is playing such a vital role in the city, city's overall economic recovery. And it's just so exciting that people are coming back to the waterfront and continuing to enjoy the waterfront. Um, I think uh, the Mission Rock affordable housing uh, complex is going to be absolutely phenomenal, and it's really going to help citizens of San Francisco, and I, as everyone has said, it, they've set a pres- precedence, and this is going to be great addition to our housing market. I'm going to keep my fingers crossed for the $21 million grant, <laughs> and hope and pray that we receive it, I knock on wood, and I also would like to commend... Director Forbes for her leadership during Women's History Month. You have done a phenomenal job over the last three plus years, but especially over the last three years pivoting into so many different directions and securing funds to help us save the waterfront, and it's paying off. So thank you so much for your leadership. And I know that you and all the female leadership here at the port will be recognized during Women's History Month. So I can't wait to see what we have to say about everyone. So thank you again for your report,
1: Jenica. Next item, please. Item 10 is the consent calendar. 10A requests approval of the operations agreement with APS West Coast Inc. DBA Amports, granting APS authority to operate its Benicia and Antioch, California locations, as a foreign trade zone number three subzone for a term of five years, with one option to extend for four years, and outlining conditions for the operation of the subzone site. That's resolution 2309. Item 10B requests approval of the fiscal year 2023 24 supplemental appropriation to fund operations of certain Mission Bay parks and approve Proposition J contracts for maintenance of non standard improvements at Mission Rock and Pier 70. That's resolution 2310. And item 10C requests authorization. To waive the competitive solicitation process and award a sole source grant in the amount of $100,000 to a port licensee for quarterly activations of Ferry Terminal Plaza in conjunction with Saturday Farmers Market. That's Resolution 2311.
2: I move that we move the consent agenda.
3: Second. There is a motion
2: and a second.
0: We will now take public comment in the room. Christine, and then
7: Andrea, and then Devin. Good afternoon, commissioners. My name's Andrea Akers, and I'm the operations manager for FoodWise, and also a San Francisco native. I've worked with the nonprofit for over 13 years. I'm responsible for operating our farmer's markets and helping my colleague, Devin Ogry, coordinate the events that we now call the Pop-Ups on the Plaza. Um, These pop-up events are quarterly themed community celebrations that showcase Black-owned businesses from San Francisco, but also the greater Bay Area. Um, I just want to share a bit more about why these events are worthwhile. Uh, We started this series in 2021 with the first annual Juneteenth on the Waterfront. um, And the port generously sponsored by waiving permit fees and also providing um, technical support. Um, And it was a great success. And with that, it brought so many families and community members down to the waterfront um, on a historical holiday Juneteenth that had just been declared a national holiday the day before our celebration. So that was great. Um, at the pop-ups, uh, we have educational activities, music, um, dancing, food and drinks, and the whole vibe is positive and alive. Um, so it's, it's great and we hope everyone can come down and celebrate with us. Um, The pop-ups are free to attend and uh, very family friendly, um, bring lots of folks down to the waterfront and also folks that would not otherwise, you know, visit the waterfront. Uh, So that was also great. Um, A lot of people voiced their opinion for the need to grow these events uh, beyond Juneteenth to build community and we agreed that we should use the farmer's market um, and our framework as like to host more of them. So the relationship that we built with these vendors is great. Um, allowing us to support them in the work that they're doing, building their businesses, but also highlight them in our fundraising events um, and also invite them to become permanent vendors at our markets. Um, It's been a win-win situation for us and for our participating vendors, but also the community too. Um, So, yeah, it's like bringing joy, bringing, you know, just raw talent, all of that um, has been great. And so... Hopefully, together, we can continue to work and support them, and I'm definitely asking for y'all's support. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you.
5: Good afternoon, commissioners. My name is Devin Oakry, and I'm the operation coordinator at FoodWise, and I have worked at FoodWise for almost seven years. I am a proud San Francisco native and love being able to work and support Black-owned businesses to be <clears throat> successful and have opportunities to expand their audience. I have been helping to organize the pop-up event since 2021. I want to share with you a bit about the support that we are offering to the participating businesses. Most people believe that farmers markets don't require much know-how or training before they start selling at the markets, which is not the case. For many of the vendors that participate in the pop-up events, This is their first time navigating through all the rules and permits from DPH, the fire department, CDFA, etc. At FoodWise, we walk everyone who is participating through the process. We pay for their permits so there is less of an obstacle for them to participate. It also lets the vendors focus on providing their customers with the best of their products. We host site visits to give folks a chance to walk out, day of logistics such as loading, unloading, and parking. This is also a chance for them to walk out the space and see the layout of where they'll be setting up and the signage they will need. Foodwise also coordinates the DJ, educational activities, as well as providing customer seating. We are really invested in these businesses' success and want to see them thrive. There's a lot of behind the scenes work that we do so that they are able to shine. It may seem like a simple gathering of local businesses. It's far more complex than that. These events are created to be welcoming and inclusive for all, and give San Franciscans an opportunity to support these Black-owned businesses. We want to keep organizing these pop-up events with the goal to highlight more Black-owned businesses and help them gain a wider audience and become more successful. We hope the poor can continue to support these events in 2023 and beyond. At FoodWise, we believe that farmer, farmers' markets are for everyone, and these events help to make that a reality. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Christine?
2: Good afternoon. I'm Christine Farron. I'm the executive director for FoodWise. I think my staff did a fabulous job describing the events. So I'm just here to say thank
0: you. Um, The port's been such a wonderful partner to us in our 30 years of operating farmers markets at the waterfront and um, as was mentioned, that the benefit for the vendors and the way that they're able to grow their business and their operations is really lovely, but it's really this incredible community connections that we're forging and building. FoodWise, as an organization, has been on its own racial equity journey and really trying to walk our talk better, and these events are one way that we're, we're focused on that, and uh, I really <coughs> encourage you all to come down. We've got four of them planned for this year, so thanks for everything that you've already made happen. Thank you. Is there any other public comment in the room? If not, Corey will provide instructions now for our remote participants.
4: Thank you, President Brandon. At this time, the telephone queue will be opened for public comment on the consent calendar. Please dial star three to make public comment. The system will let you know when your line is open. Others will wait on mute until their line is open. Comments are limited to three minutes per person. (coughs) The queue is now open. Please dial star three to make public comment. And at this time, there is no one on the phone wishing to make public comment.
0: Thank you. Public comment is closed. Do we have a motion and a second? All in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? <coughs> motion, the resolutions 23, 0, 09, 10, and 11 are adopted. Thank you. Jenica, next item, please.
1: Item 11A requests authorization to award three contracts to 1 AEW Engineering, 2 SCA Environmental and 3 CDIM Engineering for as needed environmental and planning services. Each contract in an amount not to exceed $2,500,000 and to create a pre-qualified pool. That's resolution 2312.
8: Good afternoon, Commissioners. My name is Elizabeth Alexander Toot, and I am here to request authorization to award three contracts from the Environmental and Planning Services RFQ and to create a pre qualified pool. The three highest scoring entities are listed in front before you. Each contract will be for $2.5 million and for an initial term of four years with the option to extend for one year. In addition, there are four firms who scored high enough to qualify for a pre qualified pool. This pre-qualified pool is for additional awards in the next two years. And the port will follow the Chapter 6 requirements for the selection process and delegate, delegated authority for awarding additional contracts from the pool. What would these contracts do? The ASDEA contracts are really an important piece of, in supporting the Planning and Environmental Division in their work. But these in Planning and Environmental projects support both the Maritime and Engineering Divisions as well. There's a lot on this slide. And that is because the planning and environmental team, thank you to Carol Bach, wanted to be real, really clear about all of the things that we may or may not need. We categorized the scopes based on what we thought would be used. Major categories of work are scopes where we expect to be used and therefore we'll spend more dollars in these areas. Minor categories are somewhat likely to be used and tertiary are the rarest scopes. This is the second time that we've added tertiary scopes. This slide outlines our selection process. We initially advertised this in October, did outreach, held a pre-proposal conference of over 50 firms, answered 13 questions and received proposals. At the end of this process we received five proposals and worked with CMD in the evaluation of the proposals. Four of the proposals met the minimum qualifications and moved on to be graded by the CMD approved panel. There are first a review of minimum qualifications and again four of the firms passed this review. The panel participated in two stages of the review. There was a written proposal worth 100 points. The criteria is ahead of you. Please note that this was the second submittal that included diversity, equity and inclusion plans as a scored item. The four responsive firms scored more than 75 points and were advanced to the oral interview phase. Teams presented a short introductory presentation and then had two questions uh, to prepare it in advance, these questions were given 48 hour notice. In the interview, there was one on the spot question. Here are the scores. The highest ranked making prim- primes are AEW Engineering, SCA Environmental, and CDIM Engineering, which is the third prime for award. Below the dark line, we have one team which also scored high enough to be in the pre qualified pool. This is the JV team. Hazen and Sawyer, and Avila and Associates joint venture. I am delighted to share that all the teams had an LBE as a prime or JV partner. The three awardees are all LBE primes. You will notice that these are great scores. I think we got to see the best of the respondents in this process, and my sincere congratulations goes to the respondents. This this slide shows the three teams for immediate award and the four teams that scored high enough to be in the pre-qualified pool. All of these teams have significant experience with public entities, environmental engineering, and stormwater experience, either with the port or with other entities. You'll notice that these teams are large and have exceptional breadth for the types of services we anticipate. We hope this means that we can respond quickly and nimbly in case there is a need. There are a number of firms that we have not seen on teams before. The port anticipates going back to the pool for potential additional and future awards. Before I get to the final slide for the commission action, I wanted to discuss equity. As the port, we continue to raise our voice and be part of the engine for change and have a strategy to increase equity in all of our opportunities. I want to share our approach for equity on this RFQ. Accounting for implicit bias in the oral interviews, this is the first time we have included in our instructions to panelists a reminder to be aware of of the impact of their implicit bias in the grading process. Outreach. We did broad outreach. Our list was almost 200 firms. We reached out early. We used interested party lists from other city departments such as the SFPUC and we worked with CMD to develop an LBE outreach strategy that included over 70 LBEs. DEI. This was the second time we included a scored question uh, and asked if firms had a DEI plan. What was their approach to diversity in their industry, their workforce, their professional development, their work with the subs and their community endeavors all five submitted their DEI plan. We have our informal debriefs with the team later in the coming weeks, and DE plans are a topic that the port will initiate a conversation about. Next, this is the second time we have used the RFQ, the form-based RFQ to lower the respondents for um, burden, uh, excuse me, to lower the burdens for respondents. We continue to receive positive feedback from proposers on the use of these forms. And finally, on as-needed contracts, we continue to address the existential problem of connecting the subcontracting commitments to actual utilization. On an as-needed contract where the services are not yet determined, the department makes a guess of how we need of what we need, and then the teams are based off the prime making an estimate for how to staff their teams. We continue the practice here of inserting more certainty into the process by dividing scopes of work into categories based on the likelihood of the use. We can't dictate to a prime if an LBE should be listed for safety qualification review instead of environmental engineering. However, we can be more clear in how we will use our contract and still preserve our flexibility. If we provide more certainty, we can help the prime subrelationships lead to better success. We took the major, minor, and tertiary scopes and then connected it to actual and predicted utilization. For tertiary scopes, we set a ceiling for LBE utilization. A single tertiary scope of work is maxed out at 1% of the contract. A single tertiary scope could receive no more than 1% LBE credit. With this requirement, we've made it much harder for a prime to overpromise to a subcontractor and leave the sub hanging with no work. (coughs) We also instructed proposers and panelists when grading for breath that we will not consider the inclusion of tertiary scopes. The intention is to prevent primes from adding some consultants to a team in order to score points during the evaluation process and then to leave them hanging in the wings for the full extent of the contract because these scopes are unlikely to be used on each contract. This is the first time we have taken this unique approach. In a few years we'll be able to see if these experiments worked and examine if subs have a better experience on our contracts. Um, Back to my conclusion, I am here to uh, request authorization to award. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Is there a motion?
2: I make a motion that we move forward to this item.
3: I second.
0: Is there any public comment in the room? If not, Corey will provide instructions for our remote participants.
4: Thank you, President Brandon. At this time, the telephone queue will be open for public comment on item 11A. Please dial star 3 to make public comment. The system will let you know when your line is open. Others will wait on mute until their line is open. Comments are limited to three minutes per person. The queue is now open. Please dial star 3 to make public comment. And at this time, there is no one on the phone wishing to make public comment.
0: Thank you. Public comment is closed. Commissioner Gilman.
2: Um, Thank you so much um, for this presentation. I'm supportive of the item, and I am really intrigued to see, once we have data, to see sort of what the experience of our LBE subs are on these teams. I really appreciate this approach. (coughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
0: you.
3: Commissioner. Um, Just a question on your process. do Do you score based on completion as far as on time, you know, versus... They've always been delayed for whatever issues. Do you ever, do you, is that part of your scoring process?
8: Um, the scoring criteria are, we have, we have a series of questions that ask about how they approach these um, things that might cause a delay and how, how they, um, let me look at our extra questions, if you don't mind. It's okay. Thank you. I didn't want to answer completely. Um, we have questions about their technical approach and how they um, work with public sector um, clients we are the city is interested as I believe is the heart of your question in finding a way to grade past performance Um, and the city attorneys have um, I would say this is an ongoing project Mm -hmm. and we don't have that um, available yet to us
3: yeah I think in the future uh and to get this part worked out because it seems that reading some of the past documents there's always been these contingencies that you know we put 10 percent in and it always seems that oh, someone wants to get that 10 percent. So I'm just wondering uh, in the process is that going to be part of this future scoring situation where um, track record you know, that they've had so many on time. It's just like taking a flight, you know? You know that this <laughs> this carrier, you know, is pretty much on time. So they get an extra point for that, you know? So I, I kind of like to have something like that in the future, once the city attorney kind of gets that part screened out.
8: Yeah, thank you for your feedback. I will bring okay. that to our teams. All right.
3: I'm I'm, I'm okay with this for now.
8: Yes, that, um, thank you so
0: much for your report. And, and Commissioner Lee, that's a great point. And so for the, the the ones that you are asking us to approve now who had contracts over the past three to four years, how did they do with their LBE goals?
8: Um, yes, thank you so much for that question. The I have it right here. The LBE require, sub requirement um, for the last round was 12%. And the um, Aew is at eighteen point zero one percent LBE subcontracting participation. The um, ESA CDIM team, so CDIM is now a prime. Um, they were previously a JV sub, um, a JV team. They are at twelve point six one percent, and SCA Environmental is at forty two point eighty six percent LBE subcontracting participation.
0: Thank you. And what's the goal this time? Fifteen percent. Fifteen percent. So it, it has increased. And so, why do you think um, that there was so much interest in the outreach, but not in the proposal in the responses?
8: Um, I believe that the teams were formed when people people joined as subconsultants, and because the um, the difference in the in the the wide breadth of the subconsulting requirement and the opportunities um, that people chose to join the subconsultants.
0: So you think most of the um, interest was in the subconsulting?
8: In the specialty fields.
0: And it seems like there's a lot of cross-consulting. Some of the same consultants are on most of the teams. Teams. (laughs) Which is very interesting. Um, I appreciate all the outreach that you've done and all the work you're putting into understanding how this works and and how we can improve our outreach and our solicitations when it comes to engineering. Um, So thank you for all your work on that. We have a motion and a second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? Motion passes. Resolution 2312 is adopted. Jenica, next item, please.
1: Item 12A is an informational presentation on a proposed lease amendment to L-16997 lease with Andre Boudin Bakeries Inc. for Chowder Hut Restaurant to extend the deadline for construction of improvements to patio and revise the scope of development to patio improvements to reduce total patio area enclosed.
9: Good afternoon, Commissioners. I'm Don Cavanaugh, Senior Property Manager for Fisherman's Wharf. I am presenting this matter today. Uh, Boudin currently, Boudin, Andre Boudin Bakeries Inc. currently operates a takeout restaurant called Chowder Hut in the heart of Fisherman's Wharf after they assumed the lease in 1993. The lease covers approximately 5,400 square feet of existing building and exterior patio space and operates as an indoor-outdoor casual dining restaurant, including public restrooms. Boudin was required to complete two capital improvements, capital improvement projects on the premises and invested $335,000 in 2011 and under $365,000 in 213, and in both cases the work was completed in an efficient and timely manner. Uh, So, under the under the terms of the 2020 lease extension, Boudin was required to install additional improvements costing at least $800,000 by January 1, 2023 in order to retain its right to the option for a five-year extension. In August 2022, Boudin approached port staff and to advise that the bid for the additional improvements ballooned to $4.5 million to enclose seven of the eight sides. This estimate was made just after uh, the onset. The initial estimate was made uh, just after the onset of COVID, and it's not surprising that the cost increased due to the COVID shutdown, inflation, supply chain issues, and lack of labor. Boudin reported these costs were not financially feasible, and Boudin refined the design to meet its financial and operational goals. Uh, now, B- Boudin is proposing uh, motorized louvered coverings to enclose three of the eight sides and new awnings improvements on the other locations that are not being enclosed. Two of the locations that are not being enclosed include the entry to the public restrooms and the restaurant. The other two uh, are proposed to uh, remain as fresco dining with new awnings and other minor improvements. So we uh, recommend uh, approving the revised proposal because the amendment extending the deadline will help the tenant in good standing make an investment in the premises during a period of market distress for retail and restaurant. The port has gained revenue increases under the lease, so providing this extension, it does not substantially reduce the port's bargain for benefits. The lease also provides the executive director just the ability to consider tenant requests to extend timeframes as part of the work letter to the lease. In exchange for the ex- the extension, uh, the tenant has increased its minimum investment to nine hundred thousand dollars. So that's the the that's my presentation.
0: Thank you, Don. Now let's open it up for public comment. Is there any public comment in the room? Seeing none, Corey will provide instructions now for our remote participants.
4: Thank you, President Brandon. At this time, the telephone queue will be opened for public comment on item 12A. Please dial star three to make a public comment. The system will let you know when your line is open. Others will wait on mute until their line is open. Comments are limited to three minutes per person. The queue is now open. Please dial star three to make public comment. And at this time, there is no one on the phone wishing to make public comment.
0: Thank you. Public comment is closed. Commissioner
3: Lee? Uh, <clears throat> so, like, man, so you're talking about an increase of almost more than, like, double. I mean, almost three times, four times. Um, there, obviously, in... They're also from the original proposal. They're adding more. Are they? They're adding more space, or they're just adding more? They're on just
9: it? enclosing patio area. They're going to
3: enclose it where they weren't before. They're semi enclosed, but semi. Yeah. Okay, so now they're going to enclose the whole thing.
9: Well, that was the original proposal was to enclose seven of the eight sides. Now uh, they're proposing
3: three. Only three. Yeah. And the price went up to four million.
9: No, no, no. The original proposal was four point five million. Okay. The new proposal is one point one. Oh, okay,
3: okay. I'm getting it backwards. Sorry. <laughs> I always, I always think to go the other way. You know, i was always <laughs> looking to go up. So, so basically, they're going to save some money, and they need more time, exactly, to do this. Okay. Well, I mean, again it's important to have the outdoor dining It's important to have what they're doing and the co- save costs because of COVID recovery i mean it's a good move um do they have any plans of covering in the future the other they have not discussed that to this point is that another process if they want to do that i guess well
9: if- they could do that as an uh, what we're proposing now is a way for them to preserve their five-year option if they right. came back to us you know, in a year, and said we want to enclose more. It wouldn't. It, it would be a different project. So, okay. This, this is just to preserve their five-year. It's option. basically
3: to get them to continue their five-year agreement. Yeah,
9: which makes more sense for them to invest. Right.
3: Million, okay. 1.15 million Okay. Yeah. Well, that'll help during this time. So, okay. Thank you. Okay.
0: Commissioner Gilman.
2: Uh, <clears throat> My only comment is, is an anecdotal one, um, you know, particularly the location of where Chatterhut is is adjacent to many other properties that are either shattered or no longer in operations. Um, and so in some ways, it's um, they should be capitalizing on a benefit that as someone who's on that edge of the waterfront, there are not as many establishments to eat at or to dine in that there used to be because things are shuttered and closed, particularly... On Jefferson Street, and then coming around yep. the corner. I, I will say, though, just the state as a commissioner, the, the activation of that space um, needs to be more than just putting in awnings. It, it's, it's just it's difficult sometimes to know whether it's operational or open. Um, it's difficult to see from the street. So I guess I would just encourage them while they're making these improvements on awning and siding um, and to the building that they also need to, in general, just make it have a better, a little more curb appeal and more obvious to folks that it's open for business okay. because um, I think they could probably be um, having more traffic and a bigger increase in sales because there's so many other establishments that folks used to go to that are no longer in existence or operating at this moment.
9: Okay.
0: Thank you. Don, thank you so much for the presentation, and I'm very supportive of this item, so thank you.
9: Okay, thank you.
0: Shanika, next item, please.
1: Item 12B is an informational presentation on the stakeholder engagement process with respect to an unsolicited proposal for the leasing and phased development of portions of Seawall Lot 300-301 and Pier 45 Sheds A and C in Fisherman's Wharf.
10: Good afternoon, Commissioners. David Bopre, Deputy Director of Planning and Environment. I'm joined uh, today by Rebecca Benazzini, who will also support me in this, Um, as well as we're joined today by uh, the representatives of Fisherman's Wharf Revitalized, Seth Himalayan, Lou Gerardo, and Chris McGarry. Uh, We're gonna talk briefly about our stakeholder outreach process for the unsolicited proposal that we received for uh, the Triangle Lot also known as see 300 and 301, and PIERS 45, SHED A and C. Uh, we'll go over the proposal briefly. We'll talk about the strategic plan objectives. We'll talk about the review process uh, as outlined in the draft waterfront plan, soon to be adopted, and then our next steps from here. So again, we received a proposal uh, from Fisherman's Wharf Re- Revitalization, LLC, for uh, development project, mixed-use development project on Sewolot Lot 300 one which is the triangle lot located roughly in the center of the diagram. It also includes uh, use proposals for Pier 45, sheds A and C, the easternmost uh, sheds on the right side of the pier here in this diagram. The proposed uses at a very high level are for an experiential museum and event center, hospitality attractions in the form of uh, restaurants for food and beverage facilities and markets uh, short-term vacation rentals. And then resilience improvements as well as uh, public access and plaza areas uh, and the adjacent areas to the the sites. Consistent with our strategic plan, uh, the outreach process would uh, address uh, productivity, And attracting and retaining tenants to the waterfront and what we're talking about just today is the engagement on how to roll this uh, proposal out to the public and then come back and get input from the Commission so just to briefly review the process outlined in the draft waterfront plan uh, prior to submittal to the Board of Supervisors for consideration Our process would be to require the developer to submit a written proposal that describes the proposal, which we have, and which is attached to the staff report. Uh, Convene a port advisory committee meeting or meetings to review and receive comments on the proposal. Recognize that the Fisherman's Wharf Waterfront Advisory Group, which typically would hear this, has been... uh, has taken a hiatus primarily due to COVID uh, and so we'll be working on standing that up but in the meantime we propose to do two meetings within the Fisherman's <laughs> Wharf area, two public meetings within the Fisherman's Wharf area to receive public comment and then we would bring it to the Northern Advisory Committee meeting as well. Um, and then bring it back to the Port Commission for an informational meeting for your review to share with you what we've heard in that outreach process. Um, So these are the next steps we just talked about. The two public meetings, bring it to the NAC, and return it to the Port Commission. And with that, I'm available for any questions or comments. Thank you.
0: Thank you, David. Is there any public comment on this item? Seeing none, uh, Corey, please provide instructions for our remote participants.
4: Thank you, President Brandon. At this time, the telephone queue will be opened for public comment on item 12B. Please dial star 3 to make public comment. The system will let you know when your line is open. Others will wait on mute until their line is open. Comments are limited to three minutes per person. The queue is now open. Please dial star 3 to make public comment. And at this time, there is no one on the phone wishing to make public comment.
0: Thank you, Corey. Public comment is closed. Commissioner Gilman.
2: So thank you so much. I know we are just discussing public outreach. We are not discussing the proposal at all. Can I just ask you a clarifying question about your slides? Sure. Because I saw a disconnect between the staff report and already catch it. You you added short-term vacation rentals, and I just I didn't see that pop up in other parts of the staff report.
10: Uh, I, I thought it was included in the staff I could have it. If report, mm-hmm. but if it was not, it was definitely in the proposal.
2: Okay, I'll go, I'll go back and look at it. Thank you sure. uh, for clarifying that. Um, what's going to be the outreach f- f- when you say you're going to do the sort of town hall community outreach around Fisherman's Worth? Is that going to be just to business entities or are you going to in into North Beach um, Bay, Francisco to, to residents as well?
10: So uh, right now, we're tentatively looking at hosting at a minimum two meetings. One, uh, to address uh, the tenants within the Fisherman's Wharf area. And part of the reason we're thinking about holding two is because we know the fish processors work different hours. And historically, when we uh, had the Fisherman's Wharf Waterfront Advisory Group, uh, we hosted those meetings in the morning or late afternoon, so we want to make certain that we touch on those. And then we thought we'd have a second meeting in the evening where we'd reach out to anyone. Both meetings would be open to the public. And we thought we would do outreach uh, to the, the list that we have thus far. And then as we bring it to the NAC, we would also use that list that reaches up into North Beach and Telegraph Hill as well.
2: And is that list cross-referenced with um, planning department and others who have to do noticing um, when there's a planning event?
10: Uh, We do sometimes use the planning departments. We also sometimes use, uh, uh, we can do it by area. So we've done a a preliminary search of all the tenants and uh, landowner and property owners within 500 feet of the site. Okay, great. So we do that as well.
2: Okay, I just want to really make sure that we, I I think the surrounding businesses, the fish processors, people who make their livelihood on the waterfront, absolutely we, we need their input. But because... This is more than just a commercial component to this proposal. I want to make sure that we're also in reaching the folks who are raising their families or living on the outskirts of the waterfront, that they also, too, have an ability to give us public input. So, that's my my only comment, but um, I think the broader we can cast that net, um, and also reaching out to any neighborhood association or business associations also, um, I just think would be beneficial so that we don't come back at a point and- um, have an accusation that we didn't do enough outreach for
10: folks. Terrific. I'll take that and I'll cross-reference our various lists and make certain we do that adequate outreach. Thank you. Thank you.
0: (coughs) Thank you. Commissioner Lee?
3: Well, obviously, you're not going to get complaints from me as far as um, bringing in more traffic for Fisherman's Ward. My only question is for our bridge and tunnel customers, um, again, it it goes back to parking. Because if you have an event center here, you have the fish processing i mean there's going to be a lot of people interested and i'm hoping we're promoting to the outside uh of people to come into the waterfront Well, other than pier 39 with their big garage you know we'll need signage or some kind of uh um, indication where that people can park uh that's my main concern because now jefferson street is going to be very very intense uh you know, knowing knowing how this thing will be so popular, I'm just concerned about the traffic and you know making sure that everybody has a good experience and and there's safe parking as well. Um, is there any any structure that the park controls or? Are
10: I, again, today we're just talking about the process and not necessarily the details of the project. So we are so early in the project that I think issues around. Transportation will definitely be brought up. It's an issue that comes up with all of our projects as well as parking and all the other uh, Things that come along with it So we wanted to focus today on doing the outreach Mm -hmm. to get the input that we need and then advance the project and begin to talk about Design and use details.
3: I think and you know when you go to the public They're going to ask the same questions. You might as well nip it in the bud now and say look we got This proposed, but we got all this extra space that you could park and where everybody can enjoy I think That should be part of the, uh, you know, in the plan for the outreach. Otherwise, uh, you might get a little pushback.
10: I, I think part of what we read in the proposal was is that the proponents didn't want to come to us with a fully baked program. They really wanted to come to us with an idea and then allow us to use the community process to help better shape it.
3: Yeah, well... I'm sure you're going to get comments on that one. So I think that should be, it'll take a lot less time if you plan ahead. So I have no problems. I think it's great. I mean, just put that big sign on the shed saying, shop here or something, you know. <laughs> right. Thank you. Thank you, Commissioner.
0: <laughs> thank you. David, thank you uh, for this presentation. and. Um, it looks like it's gonna, it, 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 it appears to be an exciting project and you know at this point uh, Fisherman's Wharf really needs revitalization.
5: Absolutely.
0: And I think that Commissioner Lee had a great point because those restaurants have depended on that parking for years, you know. And so that is gonna be a huge issue and challenge to figure out where the parking will go. And we also have to make sure that our fishermen are taken care of and are okay with all that's going on. So I just want to say, um, just pay special attention to our fisheries and, and our fishermen and our maritime tenants and really understand what we're going to do with parking.
10: Duly noted. Thank you.
2: <laughs>
0: Thank you. Commissioner
2: Gill. I was—I found that it was on page 12, so you did not miss it. I, I missed it.
10: Thank you.
0: <laughs> Thank you, David. We look forward to uh, you coming back, and I hope yes. you are able to do a lot of extensive outreach yes. and, and try and make that reach as far and wide as you can so that um, we can all support this together going forward. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Jennifer, next item, please.
1: Item th- 13 is new business.
6: I've recorded uh, a request for an informational item on getting the housing leased up at Mission Rock, Phase 1. Um, is there any other new business?
0: Any other new business? No. 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 If not, can I have a motion to adjourn?
2: I make a motion to adjourn at 4.16 p.m. Second.
3: A
0: record time. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? The meeting is adjourned.